This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, the Tuesday edition. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and Santa was good to you and all that good stuff. 2020 has been kind of a crapola year, but we always got a reason to be thankful. We're thankful today that Larry Woody's going to join us, longtime sports writer, columnist, and author. Larry, what's going on? Uh, Monty, I'm doing pretty good. I was, I was kind of disappointed on Christmas morning, though. I came down and, uh, once again, no pony. So uh, I'm, I guess I might as well give up asking Santa for one. Oh, man. Well. Once again. <laughs> all right. What's been happening? Well, not, not much going on other than the, the pandemic, the the, uh, the t- tornado that came through earlier in the spring and blew half of Nashville away, and then some nut tried to blow up the other half uh, the other day on Christmas morning. But other than that, it's been kind of quiet around here. Been a tough year for Nashville, hasn't it? Oh, man. Uh, it, I don't know, Monty, on New Year's Eve, if we'll celebrate or, or exhale a sigh of relief. Now, what a what a year this has been. It's what somebody said, hindsight is 2020. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness 2020 is going to be over. Maybe. Somebody said but maybe the next year will be better. I, I, I assume it will. I don't see how it could be much worse. But, but like you said, there's been a lot of, lot of good things happen, too. So, you know, despite all, all the bad stuff, there's some, some good memories. I had a, had a really good year fishing. I, I social distance and stayed by myself. Had a good, good, good spring and summer fishing and had a good productive year deer hunting. So, and, uh, and did a lot of hiking in state parks. And so it, was a, it wasn't a, a bad year. It's just, you know, I feel sorry for a lot of people who, who suffered a lot worse than I did. Well, we know you're in good shape and you're eating well. Uh, so far, so far. <laughs> those, all all those, those, those ridges get steeper every year and the, the water gets deeper and colder. So I don't know how many more, more deer seasons I've got left in me. All right, Larry, we'll just stay in Nashville. Um, your thoughts about the the Vanderbilt uh, football coaching hire? I don't think we've had you on since. Uh, no, I, no, I hadn't, Monty. I just, of course, I, I don't know the, the the man hadn't followed him or anything. But a friend of ours, a mutual friend, Mike Oregon, is knows him well. Mike knew knew the coach when he was in the NBA, and and you know made a stop for a cup of coffee at Vanderbilt. And Mike Oregon is really high on him. And so the two or three people, Monty, that I've talked to who have met him or or have been acquainted with him. Or high on him. So, based on on what I've heard, you know, he, it, it was a good hire. Now, somebody Monty pointed out that that since he grew up in Nashville, uh, you know, and observe observed Vanderbilt, you know, all through through his you know growing up in MBA, and then then stopped over for a while there on the coaching staff. He's got a good feel for the school and how different it is, and you know, kind of what he's going into. And I guess that's maybe that's an advantage. But I remember my my good friend Watson Brown. Had, we thought he had the same advantage coming in. You know, he he, he played at Vanderbilt, was a re- really good quarterback, and would have been a good baseball player if he hadn't got hurt. But anyway, point being, nobody was more familiar with familiar with the Vanderbilt situation than Vanderbilt than, than Watson was, and the you know the special challenges. And so Watson came into the job with eyes wide open, also, and he did his best, and he couldn't he couldn't succeed. So I don't know, Monty, that. You know that that being a so-called insider or a Nashvilleian, I, I don't know that it's that big of advantage. There's still a whole lot of hurdles to overcome, 
you know, even if you know what the hurdles are. Yeah, I mean, you, um, well, you know, one thing, he wants to be here. He wanted to come home. You know, he could have stayed there at Notre Dame and made great money as the defensive coordinator and bided his time for another job probably. But uh, uh, they got a guy that's um, wanting to be here. Uh, by all accounts, he kept most all their recruits. Um, that could be good, bad, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and I don't put a lot of stock what happened into this year because they, they were hit pretty hard really from day one with the COVID and um, not that they would have won many games, but uh, they really never had their whole team the whole season. No, it was just a bad situation that was made worse, Monty. I, I, you know, it, going into the season, even before the COVID, you know, a lot, a lot of us thought it was going to be a tough season for, for Mason. And, and then, of course, the, the COVID, obviously, the situation made it worse. And, of course, everybody, all, all the other teams had to face it, too, had, you know, but, but Vandy was probably the hardest hit of anybody. But uh, but anyway, it's uh, it, it's a challenge. And as far as him taking the job, Monty, I'm, I'm not surprised. It, uh, this is an SEC head coaching job, and any young coach out there who, who wants to coach as a career, make a career of coaching, man, what a, it, you know, what you can't pass up an opportunity to be a head coach in the nation's best football conference. Now the now the downside is that Vanderbilt they're also playing you know they're also coaching <clears throat> and, and at the toughest at the most difficult job in the SEC but but still it's an SEC head coaching job and he's going to walk away a multimillionaire I don't know what the terms of his contract are but you know I'm sure it's you know three or four years roll over that kind of thing so no matter what happens at Vanderbilt he's going to walk away from here a, a wealthy young man so when you consider the, excuse me, the, the coaching opportunity, you know, the prestige of, of coaching in the SEC, head coach, SEC, and then the, the financial benefits that win or lose, you're going to be, you're going to be a multimillionaire when you roll out of Music City. Um, it, it's understandable why any young coach, aspiring coach, would, uh, would jump at the, at the job. The, the challenge is notwithstanding. Well, there's no question it's a challenge, and um, speaking of challenges, um, Tennessee, uh, it's going to be a challenging off season and season next year for Jeremy Pruitt. And it, um, you got to feel like their fortunes have to make a, a major turnaround if he's going to be there any another in, in past next year. Yeah, to be honest, Monty, I'm a little surprised that he survived. Uh, uh, again, I guess maybe the pandemic bought him bought him a little extra time, but again. You know, pandemic notwithstanding, they just weren't a very good football team. I, I didn't think they they didn't seem like they were more motivated. They didn't seem like they were well coached. They, they didn't seem like they were well prepared. And it it just goes back almost from the start. Uh, it, that that seems to be the the mark of the, of of the teams. They just for whatever reason they just don't seem like they're ready to play when they come out on the field. I, I don't know what it is, and maybe it's just my imagination. But I've heard other people. Who, who know a lot more about football than I do make that same observation that they just don't seem like they're motivated, prepared, uh, that, that kind of thing. So I don't know. I, I'm, I could be wrong. You know, Pruitt may come back and win the SEC East next year and go to the championship game and be in the, in the national playoffs. I, I'll be surprised if it happens. I still don't think Tennessee will be able to, to take its place among the the, the, the upper tier of the SEC, the SEC East is going to be a, a, a tough division again, as always. And I just don't see Tennessee being able to make that, you know, that, that step up. I hope I'm wrong. I, you know, I'm a, I grew up a UT fan up on the mountain in Crossville. Big, big orange was, was the only color we knew up there. And so I, and, and at the age, Monty, I'd, I'd like to see UT return to, to some of the glory days while, my generation still around to appreciate it, but having said that, if you look at it realistically, I just don't know where the improvement's going to come from. Yeah, and you know they're clearly way behind Georgia and Florida, and you can argue that um, you know, of course, Kentucky clobbered them this year, um, so you can't say they're ahead of Kentucky. They did beat South Carolina and Missouri, but uh, their their goals. Are, are a lot higher than being better than Kentucky and Missouri and South Carolina. 
Yeah, after four years, you 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 can't go into a new season saying, "Man, I hope we can finish fourth in in our division this year." Uh, you know, that's uh, that's not UT football. That's not what what the UT tradition's about. <clears throat> that's not what UT fans are used to. Is hoping we we can go out on Saturday and don't get embarrassed. UT fans are used to it. Well, in the old days, going out on Saturday and saying, "Man, I, I wonder how bad we're going to whip Vanderbilt and Florida and Georgia today." And uh, and and I I think Monty, we're still a long long way from uh, from 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 having that feeling on a Saturday. Again, I could be wrong. You know, they could bring some some good recruits in. Apparently, they had a good recruiting season. <clears throat> so the quarterbacks look look good. The, the ones I've seen, you know, this year and in, in kind of difficult circumstances. So it's hard to draw a lot of conclusions. But I do think there's some promise there. So. Uh, you know, they're, they're hope springs eternal, so we'll see what happens. But again, trying to look at it realistically, I just I'm not convinced that Pruitt is going to do it. We're joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. We'll take a break and be right back. If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. They got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall. Shop where the dealer shop. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. The 2020 Atlantic hurricane season was a record breaker with so many named storms. Delta is bearing down on the Louisiana Gulf Coast. Forecasters ran out of names and went to the Greek alphabet. There were 30 named storms in all, 12 hitting the U.S., six of those hurricanes. People in the office saying they heard noises they've never heard before in their life. One estimate has the total damage at nearly $33 billion. For much of the summer, much of the West was on fire. Tens of thousands of people were evacuated, mostly on the West Coast, especially in California. There was a lot of prayers being said because it looked really bad. The fires scorched more than 13 million acres. Scientists say human-induced climate change is one cause for the extreme conditions. Rainstorms are going to be more intense. The oceans are heating up, which means that hurricanes are going to become more intense. And unless the trend is reversed... Over the next 100 years, we could lose millions more species on Earth. Peter King, CBS News. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. All right, uh, Larry, we've got the college football playoffs coming up. Um, 
Then, of course, the battle lines are drawn. It's going to be um, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. Uh, pretty familiar group. Um, interesting, um, Dabo Sweeney, uh, who's Clemson teams, plays Ohio State. Probably not making a lot of friends in Columbus, Ohio. Um, he voted um, Clemson, I think, 11th. I mean, uh, Ohio State 11th and was asked about it, and he said, quote, uh, they are plenty good enough to, and talented enough to beat us and good, good enough to win the national championship. But in my opinion, I don't think that it's right that three teams have to play 13 games to win it all and one team has to play eight. What universe am I living in? And it has nothing to do with them. It's it was about qualifying, and I don't think they were qualified. Your thoughts on and, that? And I agree with you, Monty. I, I read the I read the same thing, and he, he didn't back down. You know, all the national media is trying to, to, to you know to poke at him and provoke him and get him to say something inflammatory, and. And he stood by what he said. He said, no, I, I believed it when I said it. I believed it when I cast my coach's vote, and I believe it now. So you got to credit him. He didn't him and haul like a politician and try to crawfish his way out of it. He, he said, that's what I said, and I stand by it. And, and, and Monty, I, I tend to agree. I think Ohio State's a, a, a really good football team from what I've seen. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure they're better than Texas A&M, frankly, and I know Notre Dame's not better than Texas. The, the the four best teams are not not in the playoffs uh, by any means. Uh, no, Notre Dame found uh, no Clemson lost only one game to Notre Dame and Notre with that its quarterback and Notre Dame found out what a difference Trevor Lawrence would make in the in the pre-match when they were just blown out. So, you know, uh, Texas A&M should have been in the in the in the playoffs. They're obviously one of the top four teams. But again, back back to Dabo, I, I agree with him. It, it wasn't Ohio State's fault that, that they weren't able to play all those games, but the bottom line is they didn't play all those games. So I don't, I just don't see how you could, uh, I, you know, I, I agree with Dabo. I, I don't know if you how you can rank them up there, particularly with SEC teams that played, you know, in, in some cases 11 games and, and got through that, that tough schedule. And uh, and again with A and M back to them, I, I think Marty, I, I believe I'm correct on this. I think their only loss was to Alabama, which is the, the best team in the country. So how how could you, you play? You, you win nine SEC games. Your only loss is the best the best team in the country, and you still are not voted one of the top four teams. You know that's I, I think that's kind of ridiculous. But yeah. that's. Uh, that's why they have playoffs to get to get people like you and me, Monty, debating it and discussing it and sometimes cussing it. But uh, I think it's only a matter of time until the playoffs are expanded to eight games, and that would be more equitable. You, you wouldn't have an A and M left out if you went to to eight games, and one one more game's not going to make any difference. Young young healthy kids, and it also make a billion dollars for everybody involved. So that's the big reason that the NCAA will go to eight games eventually, that money. You know, and that, going back to Ohio State, they're kind of a unique dynamic. One, if you watch them play, they certainly pass the eye test. You know, they probably are one of the top four teams. But the Big Ten even changed its own rule to let them play in their own championship game. Now, it's not their fault they missed games. You know, it was due to covid reasons and this is a crazy year and you're going to have some asterisks and things like that but uh, they didn't even qualify technically uh, to play in their league's own championship game until the uh, ADs went in and voted to let them in and of course they, they're going to vote to let them in because they're the only team that had a chance to get into the um, playoffs. And that's why the conference did it. They realized it was Ohio State or nobody else. So they said, okay, we'll change the rules so Ohio State could go. But I was thinking, Monty, what, what they play, five games, I believe? And, and five and then think, six, counting the young. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, six. And I'm thinking, if, line Ohio State up and let them play ten SEC games and the SEC championship game and see how many games they would win. I think, Monty, they'd be lucky to, to finish 500 in the SEC. I think there's four or five teams in the SEC that, that are better than Ohio State. So if they played an S, a 10-game SEC schedule, Ohio State would not be undefeated. So, again, that's the, 
that's what Dabo's point was. He wasn't trying to disparage Ohio State, but uh, but the fact is, they, I, I'm not sure they deserve to be there. It wasn't their fault, but they didn't deserve. They they didn't play enough games, in my opinion, to to deserve to be in the playoffs. Pretty good, pretty good bulletin board material for the Buckeyes, though. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and to Dabo's credit, like we said, Marty, he didn't blink or back down or waver anything. He said, nope, you, you quoted me. That's, that's refreshing from a sports writer's angle, Marty. Usually, as you know, when a, when a coach says something and, and, and he's quoted by a sports writer and then all the flack starts to fly, the first thing he does is come out and say, oh, man, I was misquoted. You know, I, I used to go through that occasionally at Vanderbilt with a basketball coach, and the, when when – when he would come out and print, he'd say, oh, man, I wish I hadn't said that. So instead of, you know, admitting it, yep, that's what I said, uh, they, they would say he was misquoted. And Dabo didn't say that. He said, nope, that, that's what I said, and I stand by it. So I, I, I admire him for it. Yeah, or you get the famous one. I, those words were taken out of context. Hey, that, that's the other thing. If you uh, Back in the days when, when you recorded them, and you had a recording of exactly what they said. Then their next alibi was, well, I may have said that, but it, but it was taken out of context. That's not exactly, that's not what I meant. But Dabo didn't say that. He didn't say he was misquoted. He didn't say anything was taken out of context. He said he voted for Ohio State 11th in the, in the final coaches poll, and he stands by That's one thing that was refreshing when I was the beat writer for MTSU when Coach Donnelly was there. You got your funny quotes, uh, and but then you got your matter-of-fact quotes, and whatever he said, he didn't care if you wrote it or not. No, that's that's what I mean. There, there are coaches like that that they, you know, and, and as you know, sometimes sports writers, we, we, we do screw things up. We'll get a quote wrong or misquote somebody inadvertently. I've never done it on purpose. But if, if you do, if it's something big, you know, go back and run a retraction. But but ninety nine point nine percent of the time, that's exactly what they said. But then when it comes out in the paper the next morning and the flag starts to fly, then they start crawfishing and trying to to take it back or say they didn't say it and that kind of thing. So uh, I, I became a Dabo. I, I was always already a Dabo fan <clears throat> based on his on his coaching ability and how he handles player situations. And I became a an even bigger fan after the uh, Ohio State flat. I tell you a funny boot story. Of course, we've got a million of them. Um, they're playing Illinois State. It's the second to last game of the season, and uh, they really kind of need to win this game because uh, they didn't win the OVC that year. They're going to finish. They're going to finish runner up, and um, they they scored late to tie the game, and Illinois came down and. Um, they had a long uh, kickoff return, and they've got an All-American kicker in there to, to kick about a 28-yard field goal, and he he um, shanks it. So game ends up tied. They didn't have the tiebreaker. So Boots comes in the room and talks about the game. Then I don't know if it was me or somebody asked him, you know, what do you think your playoff chances are right now? And um, he said, oh, no, 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 no. We don't belong in there. No, not not the, not no no. You know he was he was mad as all get out. Well, the next day they beat the next week they beat Tennessee Tech like forty five to nothing, and me or somebody asked him, well, the playoff bids go out tomorrow. Uh, what do you think your chances are? And he sat there and he he looked and he goes. I don't think there's any question we belong in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my great boot story along that line, Monty, one year I, I was covering fall practice, getting ready for the season, and I went over one day, and, man, Boots was running those kids to death. I mean, they almost literally had their tongues hanging out. They were dragging and, you know, just, just running them into the ground, and I interviewed some of the players about what, what tough practices it was, and, man, we'll be glad when the season gets here because we, so we could play football and quit practice. And so after it was over, I asked Boots, I said, man, Boots, you're, you're working these kids to death. He said, well, said they're football players, and when they go, go out on that field, I want every minute to count. He said, we don't hand out union cards to our players. So so I use that, I use that quote in the story, and the next day Boots called and said, 
Whitty, you're going to get me killed. Said I'm getting I'm getting calls from from the Teamsters about me making that crack about we don't hand out union cards to our football players. But, uh, but he didn't. That's what he said, and I quoted him as, as saying it. And uh, so if if, if the, the Teamsters are coming after Boots, that's his problem. But uh, no, he you're right, Monty. Boots would uh, he, you know he he was outspoken and he stood by what he said like uh, like Dabo. He I, I never had Boots. Accused me of misquoting him. Now he he was a little worried that time when when I quoted him, used the quote about him handing out union cards. But the, but other than getting him in trouble, he he didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> uh, old boot stories. All righty, you listen to all sports talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's picked up quite a bit now. I'm here on 24 over from Davidson County as you make your way 24 uh, up past 840 Elmaville Road's got quite a bit of traffic. Just busy out here where you would expect up and down Las Cassius Pike and also there on Middle Tennessee Boulevard up by the College. Hey, Curious Camp Out is a family sleepover with the kids 2 to 6 at Ripley's Aquarium January 2nd. All the details now at Ripley's Aquarium Facebook page. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time track. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. <laughs> Simultaneous Scooby. <laughs> it's a stereo. Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. You've seen the ads out there. Companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Layup, man, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the big blue and the borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up today? Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's start things off with the upcoming basketball weekend in Conference USA. Right now, here are the way things stand. There are no more non-conference games scheduled for either the men's or women's side between now and the weekend. So here's where teams are at this point. UAB, this is on the men's side, first of all. UAB is off to a 7-1 and start. Marshall is 6-1. and Louisiana Tech, 7-2. and Western Kentucky is 7 and 2 and they have probably played the toughest schedule to date of anybody in the league. Rice is off to a 6 and 2 start, same for FIU. UTEP is at 4 and 2. 
Old Dominion is at 4-2. Florida Atlantic, this weekend's opponent for both Middle Tennessee's men and women. The FAU men are 5-3 on the year. Uh, Their schedule, uh, a bit nondescript. We'll go through a little bit more of that tomorrow. Charlotte is 4-3. North Texas, 4-3. UTSA, 4-3. Southern Miss, 4-3. And And Middle Tennessee right now is sitting at 2-4. Here is the schedule on the men's side this weekend. The Blue Raiders uh, playing... Uh, well, first of all, we'll start out. UTSA plays Friday afternoon at Rice. Uh, that will be a 2 o'clock Central Time game. Western Kentucky plays a 3 o'clock game at Charlotte. Old Dominion uh, plays FIU at 6. Middle plays at FAU at 6. Marshall at Louisiana Tech at 6.30. UAB at North Texas at 7. And UTEP at Southern Miss at 7 o'clock. Uh, on Saturday afternoon, the Blue Raiders will play a 3 o'clock game at FAU, and uh, you can hear the men's games this weekend on Game 2 94.9 and also on the TuneIn app. The uh, women's games will be going on at the exact same time. You'll hear them here on WGNS. Now, here's where the women's teams are uh, after non-conference play. Uh, Southern Miss has only played two games. They are 2-0. UAB 5-1. Louisiana Tech 5-1. Rice is 4-1. Old Dominion 3-1. North Texas 3-2. UTEP 3-2. FI. IU is 3 and 3. Florida Atlantic, this weekend's opponent for the Lady Raiders, 2 and 2. Marshall is uh, 1 and 1. UTSA 2 and 3. The Blue Raiders 2 and 3 after losing their first 3 have now won 2 in a row uh, and are on an uptick. Charlotte is at 1 and 4 and Western Kentucky off to a 1 and 5 start. Women's schedule this weekend same as the men's except flip-flop who's home and who's road. On Friday Friday. It will be an afternoon contest, FIU at Old Dominion, North Texas at UAB, also at 2 o'clock, Southern Miss at UTEP at 2, Rice will play at UTSA at 2, 5 o'clock, Louisiana Tech at Marshall, 6 o'clock, FAU at Middle, and then Charlotte at Western Kentucky, also at 6 o'clock. Lady Raiders uh, on uh, Saturday afternoon, they will be playing uh, at home against FAU again at 2 p.m. You can hear the women's games here on WGNS. Again, the men's games can be heard on Game 2, which is 94.9 FM, and also on the TuneIn app. We'll uh, dig a little deeper into the opponents uh, tomorrow afternoon, and uh, that's it for this Tuesday. Hope you have a great day. And we've always said, you know, take care of yourself and, you know, be kind to each other. Here's another one. Stay positive, test negative. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, Chip. We appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And remind everyone, the Blue Raider Insider Report brought each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who will be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of state farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Larry Woody joins us today, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Larry, uh, interesting um, 
thing now in college athletics and particularly in football is the transfer portal and what role it is playing in athletics these days. And I'll sit right here at home and tell you what role it's play, it's playing because the National Signing Day was just held. MTSU signed three players. Um, now, they've got some guys coming back because they got the extra year and all. That that tells me that they're going hard, and, and they need impact players. Uh, they had a tough season. That tells me they're going to go hard into that transfer portal to recruit – to recruit and fill out their recruiting class. And I don't think uh, MTSU is going to be the only team in the country doing that either. No, I was talking, Monty, this was a couple of months ago. I, I was having lunch with, with our buddy Jim Simpson over at his house, and a few of our buddies there were were with us, including Dean Hayes, the, the, the great track coach at Middle, and we're talking about that. And, of course, Dean's involved in it, you know, being a recruiter, and he, he thinks it's going to be – major just a, just a major major change I, I hadn't followed it that closely to, to be honest but basically it, it's it almost does away with the transfer rule for all practical purposes so almost any, anybody can get get any any athlete from from any other school is sort of what it comes down to so it's going to be a a, a really big deal now of course I, I always had trouble following recruiting anyway i wasn't sure what i was covering when i covered it but uh, the, the the portal deal where a player can basically declare himself a free agent on the college level it's going to it's going to have major impacts and and good and bad you know you can see a, a maybe a mid-level program like 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 middle benefiting from it you know some maybe a disgruntled player from from a bigger program might want to cast his fortune somewhere else and and that would give middle a shot at him but you can also see how it would make a, some of the the, the top programs <clears throat> a little uneasy because you know that that their players are their, their their horses are not going to stay in the corral necessarily. And in this day and age, um, kids want it. They want it, and they want it now. And if they're not happy, they just pick up their toy and go on. You know, and and, and, and it's harder. It's harder and harder to make them happy, Monty. They, you know, they're. Uh, I'm not sure a lot of the athletes that are playing today could have survived back in the old days under Bubba Murphy and Bob Nealon and you know some some of those coaches coaches of yesteryear, maybe even a Boots Donnelly. Uh, you know the, the the kids are just not, for want of a better word, they're not as tough as kids used to be. And uh, you're right, they want it, they want it, and they want it now, and they want everything their way. And if somebody hurts their feelings, uh, they'll they'll pack up and and leave. <clears throat> so uh, it's a different. A different era and a different generation and a, and a different mindset. Well, that transfer portal is definitely um, going to change things. And, you know, um, and particularly this year, um, because the coaches weren't allowed to go to high schools and visit players or even go watch them play. All, they, all they've got is the benefit of tape. And tape is is great, but uh, you know sometimes watching that guy live, is, you know, can sway your opinion of that player one way or the other. Yeah, there's less chance for uh, for error. You know, when you when you when you go with a recruit, you know, you don't you you coaches need to to pretty well know what they're recruiting when they get him, and even then, that's not fail safe. You know, a, a kid that looks so good on film or in high school, you get him into a college environment, and we see a lot of them that, <clears throat> that don't turn out in anywhere like what what they were projected to be. You know, and you don't have to look any farther than than the school to the to the east, as Jerry Donardo used to call call it, to see what happens. You know, that every year they they have highly ranked recruiting classes, and then come come fall, they they seem all those highly ranked recruits seem to disappear somewhere. So. It, it's not an exact science, and the portal uh, deal, Monty, is going to make it less exact. I think you, you put it best. Kids today want it want it quicker and faster, and uh, and if they don't get it quick and fast, they'll pack up and leave. Yeah, I mean that's the way it is. I think um, it's three or four years ago. I, I read an interesting article. This was in um, college basketball. Uh, 65% of Division One players transfer out. And that, that is a huge number. 
And, and Monty, that's one thing that makes it so tough to re, to rebuild a program like UT is trying to do, or, or even get get a toehold like Vanderbilt's trying to do, because good 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 players don't want to go somewhere and be part of that. You've got four years, maybe five if you redshirt, so it's four or five years to play college football, and you don't want to to spend two or three of those years rebuilding a program you know you the kids want to high school superstars want to be superstars in college they want to join a a a, a good solid program that's uh, going to be playing in bowl games and playing for for championships and they don't want to, to spend like say two or three of their other their limited college years for the future because they know they're not going to be there in the future they want to go somewhere where the future's now so uh, that that makes it really tough for a school like UT to rebuild, even though, like I say, they keep getting those highly rec- highly ranked recruiting classes. But I'm don't, I've never put a lot of faith in those recruiting services. I've I've seen too many of them, too many too many flops, highly rated recruiting classes that uh, that fizzled in the fall. Yeah, I remember. It, it, it gets tougher every year. Is what I'm trying to say. And it's funny how they rate them. Like MTSU, I, I know when. Coach McCollum was here one year. They signed a defensive lineman that was a four-star recruit. Well, the minute he signed, they dropped him to a three-star recruit because he signed at MTSU. Exactly. So, uh, and I, I have a good good friend who who made a really good living in 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 doing a, a college recruiting service and a national recruiting service. And uh, and he worked hard at it. I mean, he didn't fake anything. He 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 knew everything about it. But uh, there's just such a big transition from going. You could be a great high school player and not necessarily a great college player. That's such a big gap. It's not a not an exact science, and it gets as I say. I think it gets tougher every year, and and uh, and kids are, are are impatient. And 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 maybe I don't want to be too hard on them, Bonnie. Like I said, they they I think they want want it quick and they want it now. But you maybe you can't blame them because they realize that they they've got a a, a limited window, a fairly short window to enjoy. You know college football playing college football and uh, and if it doesn't happen if whatever reason the team's not playing well or there's conflicts with the head coach and they're dissatisfied they're not going to hang around and, and waste the rest of their college career they're going to go somewhere where they can have fun and enjoy the rest of the rest of their career we're joined today by larry woody we'll take our final break and be right back When traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's picked up quite a bit now out here on 24 over from Davidson County. As you make your way 24 uh, up past 840, Elmaville Road's got quite a bit of traffic. Just busy out here where you would expect up and down last Cassius Pike and also there on Middle Tennessee Boulevard up by the college. Hey, Curious Camp Out is a family sleepover with the kids 2 to 6 at Ripley's Aquarium. January 2nd. All the details now at Ripley's Aquarium Facebook page. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time travel. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Discover the difference at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. 
Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist again joining us. And I'll save the worst for the last segment. Uh, Larry, the Titans just laid a big old ostrich egg on Monday night, didn't they? Out in the snow, yeah, <laughs> they did a frozen egg. Now that was stunning. Not the not the fact they got beat, but the fact that they didn't put up much of a fight. And uh, so I don't know. It's uh, if it, 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 I still think Monty they'll they'll beat the Texans uh, Sunday. I, I I think they'll be in the playoffs. And once they're in, they might go all the way this year. But it's 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 stunning to to sit to realize that they're in this predicament that they're in such a precarious situation going into the final game of the regular season where they, I mean, if certain things happen, they could be left out. And if they were, that would be the biggest flop in the NFL for a, a team that, that got to the AFC championship game last year, was within maybe a half of a game going to the Super Bowl. They come back with the NFL's best rusher, one of the NFL's best quarterbacks, top receivers, just, just the, the heart of the team comes back. And if they didn't make it, that would be, like I say, Monty, that would be the biggest flop in the of the season in the NFL. Well, you know, it's been well documented how how non-existent uh, their pass rush is and well if you can't put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have a lot of fun with the weapons he's got. It looked to me like Monty when I watched that game, it reminded me of being out in the backyard throwing a Nerf ball around with my kids. <laughs> you know, uh, Rogers was he, he was almost toying with the Titans, and you notice he was gr- he was grinning on the first position possession. Almost every time the cameras picked him up, Rogers had a big grin on his face. He he was having fun playing in the snow, and uh, like I say, it was almost you know pitch and catch. It, the, the Titans didn't put up much of a much of a struggle, no pass rush, uh, and they were lucky, I guess, that it that wasn't a worse beat down than it was. But that's not a good way to – a good confidence builder going into the, the biggest game of the season uh, Sunday. If, if, you know, if something happens and they miss it, man, it, you talk about a, a, a dismal rest of the winter. I mean, they've had some amazing games from the positive standpoint this year, but they've had some real stinkers. I mean, you know – Cleveland game, the Cincinnati game, and then of course the other night. And but then you know when you when you're like ah they're not going to do anything, they turn around and surprise you. And, and it's like you said, Larry, uh, they could win their division or they could be left out all the way. Yeah, Monty, it reminds me of the of the nursery rhyme you and I used to hear when we were kids. There there was a little girl who had a little curl, and when she was when she was good, she was great, but when she was bad, she was terrible. Or something along that yeah. line, <laughs> but anyway, when the Titans are good, they're really good. And man, when they when they go off the rails, they are really off the rails. There doesn't seem to be any in between. They're either either sky high or rock bottom. So, you know that's that's what makes Sunday's game so iffy. You know, going down there in the Texans, you know, there, there's no love loss. So the, the Texans can salvage their season by knocking the Titans out. So. It's going to be a challenge. And of course, I guess they could still lose, and certain things happen, and they could they could back their way in. But that's not you know, they're they're not going in the playoffs the way people had expected them to go charging in. No, and you know you face Deshaun Watson. I mean that guy, he's as good as any quarterback in the league, and um, you know he may not have the weapons that other quarterbacks have, but he's still a scary cat. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 got some talent, and again, they're, they'll be highly motivated. You know, this will be a, a way to, to salvage a little something at the end of the season and knock out a rival and that kind, of, all like all all that kind of bulletin board stuff we we're talking about earlier with, with Clemson and Ohio State. I don't think that transfers over to the NFL that much, but now the Titans will be playing a, a, a motivated team Sunday, and 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 with the season on the line, let's not kid ourselves. This is the biggest game the Titans will play all all regular season. And, you know, every season has its ebbs and flows, you know. Um, you know, I look at um, the Titans. Um, they um, you know, they manhandled. They just blistered Buffalo early in the year. And, you know, I think you can make a case right now. That, and, now obviously, you've got Kansas City that's 15-1, and one, but I think their last six games, their margin of victory is like three and a half points. Uh, so I mean, they're not just blowing people away. 
and you know watching Buffalo last night, and I know they're playing New England, and New England's not New England, but New England's been in about every game they played. Um, Buffalo just toyed with them, and they've got all the pieces. I think uh, it wouldn't shock me if they made the Super Bowl. No, they could make it. In, like I said, Mott, any, any team that's balanced as the league is overall this year, any, any team that makes the playoffs is capable and talented enough to win it all. And so that's what I mean. If the Titans don't don't mess around and get themselves eliminated, if they can get back in the playoffs, they're, they're talented enough to win the Super Bowl, not just to get to it this year, but to, to win it. So they're you know when they play, they're as good a team as there is in the NFL. And when they don't play, man, they're they, they look like you and me out there at times. So it, it's uh, they're they're kind of a puzzling team to have that much talent, and particularly a running game like like Henry. You, usually when you got that to rely on, but you know the best runner in my opinion in the league when you got somebody like that to rely on and everything else isn't clicking you can always hand the ball off to to Derek and uh and and wait till everything else starts clicking and even with him you know we saw what happened you know Sunday night even with with Henry you know plowing through the snow that wasn't enough to, to get the offense going so they're a, they're kind of a puzzling team and I'll say this Monty the, the coaches didn't help them out Sunday night either I mean if the coaches are on their toes, they would have they would have challenged that uh, out of bounds run, long run, and saved themselves forty yards. Might have saved themselves a, a touchdown, and also that that ridiculous uh, hands to the face penalty on on fourth down, fourth and long, that kept the Packers uh, drive alive and may have turned the game around. And that's that's coaching. At this time of year, a, coach, a player can't a coach can't allow a player to make those kind of boneheaded mistakes that could cost a team a game and may have cost the Titans a game. They certainly would have – they weren't in the game after that. The game was over at that point. And, again, that's coaching, and certainly it was coaching that the, that, that Brable or somebody in the, in the booth didn't uh, immediately challenge the, 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 the long run back when the, the player clearly stepped out of bounds. Just uh, It was a bad night all, all around, bad coaching, bad playing. Bad, bad weather, bad everything. There, there wasn't anything good came out of that game. Yeah, you're right. It was just bad. Bad. <laughs> it was. All right, Larry. Good to catch up with you as always. Uh, have a happy new year, and we'll talk to you soon. Same to you, Monty. That's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today's show. First shot president Andy Herzer joins me tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.